Dr. Erica here. It's time for another episode of Better with Dr. Erica. This episode discusses growth and grace in this time of being challenged and forced to find new solutions. We delve into how to meet these challenges and move forward with self-development along with professional development in a healthy way. Now, Winnie Wheeler is an ideal guest for this because she has grown a successful mediation practice during this pandemic. After a successful career as a top civil litigator, while also being a mother to four children, there's something for everyone in this episode because everyone is being challenged to grow, pivot, or simply survive. Between the pandemic and demands of adulting, your capacity is constantly being stretched or pulled. Don't be scared by the four kids things. You don't have to be a mom or even a parent to find this episode helpful. Now, questions this episode will answer are, Can you have different feelings about the pandemic? How do you manage guilt about surviving or doing well during the pandemic? Why do you need to have help? Why do people feel so overwhelmed? How does perfectionism stress you out? And what do you do if you don't feel comfortable sharing with your therapist? Now also, this episode is filled with shareable moments. So let me tell you how we do it in Better Nation. Post your favorite quotes or points on social media with the hashtag Better Nation. Now you know what to expect with this episode, but let me tell you one more thing. This episode is informational and fun. We go into a couple things with the better seven. You know those seven essential areas that you need to have that better life to be better, do better, and live better. We specifically talk about support and structure, but I'm not going to tell you everything right here. So rather than me keep talking, why don't we just go on to the show? Hi, and welcome to Better with Dr. Erica. I am your host, Dr. Erica, your Harvard-trained, double-board-certified psychiatrist and integrative lifestyle coach. As I told you before, I may be a doctor, but I'm not your doctor right now, unless you're paying me. You know know if I'm your psychiatrist. You know if you paid me to be your psychiatrist. Otherwise, this is educational and informational and I'm not quite your doctor. Doesn't mean this isn't gonna be this isn't gonna be useful. You know? All right, we good? I know we're good. <laughs> I'm so glad you are here with me today because I have something super special. Not only does my guest have the giggles, and that's one of the things I love about her. Every time I talk to my guest, I smile and laugh. Honestly, I've missed her terribly because earlier in the pandemic, we were doing webinars together all the time. And do you know, you start realizing that you used to see people so much during webinars and those kinds of things that it felt like you were talking to them all the time. And then you realize you haven't talked to them forever because you haven't talked to them as much outside of that context. That is what's been going on with myself and Winter Wheeler. So you just don't know. I just had the biggest blast as we were queuing up to do this episode, just chatting with her because I realized how much I miss chatting with her. And I don't know if that's your experience in the pandemic, all of you better nation peeps out there of just Sometimes you see people on social media, you see people everywhere, and then all of a sudden you realize actually missing talking 
to them because you feel like you're up on everyone's lives, but you haven't actually talked to them. So I already kind of told you because there was an intro before this. So you already know who my guest is. My guest today is Winter Wheeler. Now, I know I tell you everybody is special. (laughs) It's probably because I only let special people be on my show, but she is really special. Winter is a former top civil litigator who made her niche as an expert mediator. And one of the cool things about this is she kind of took mediation to the next level during the freaking pandemic. Now, do you want to know what makes this even, I won't say crazier because that's not a good word, but what makes this even more phenomenal? She has all the kids. So this isn't someone that literally is kind of like, I'm doing my work. I'm building this business. I'm mediating the world. And I ain't got nothing else to do but do that, eat, and maybe go to the spa if I feel like I can comfortably go and not catch COVID. This is someone that she is a wife. She has not one, not two, not three, but four kids. And she's a leader in the community. She does a lot of work to help others beyond just mentorship, but she does a lot of educational around mediating and how there are other ways to build your business. So she does all of these things in the midst of actually having a family. So I have to give her a full round of virtual applause for doing all of the things. And not to mention she did a TEDx talk. So, and did I also mention during the pandemic, she had a book come out. She's done some of all of the things. And one of the other really cool things that I'm super excited about is I get to have her on my podcast because I got to be on an episode of her podcast, The Mediate Now. And I want to tell you now, wherever you are listening to this, when you get done with the episode, I'm not going to have you stop in the middle of all of this goodness. But when you get done, just look for The Mediate Now. You're going to see this adorable picture of this beautiful woman. I believe it's a gorgeous blue dress, if I remember correctly, on the cover click. It's not blue. She's shaking her head. Was it purple? It's pink. Oh, darn it. She looks really pretty though. It's a pink dress. Just hit subscribe or follow and um, because you're not going to regret listening to that podcast either. So rather than me just tell you all about her because you know I told you that reading bios is not my ministry. I'm going to let Winter go ahead and tell you a little bit about herself. So can you tell the peeps about yourself? Oh my God. Yes. Listen, first of all, thank you for having me. That was like the funnest intro ever. And I'm sorry I was giggling. I can't help myself. (laughs) We are being authentic. If you feel like a giggle, I'm down for the giggles. I was trying so hard to hold it in. I can't always. But no, yeah, thank you for having me. This is super exciting. I feel like we've definitely come full circle. And Dr. Erica, one thing that you didn't mention, we've never met in person. That is true. <laughs> we got to do it. That's going to be our goal this month is we are going to somehow hook or crook. We're going to actually see happen. each other in person. <laughs> it's got to happen. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I, like you said, I'm a mediator and arbitrator. I was a litigator. I was a defense attorney for most of my career. Uh, spanning, I guess, about 14 years before I switched to mediation full time. I'm just about to hit my second anniversary as a mediator. So that's really exciting. Um, Yay! So excited. Um, It has been quite the journey, but my goodness, it's been so rewarding 
to, you know, take everything, like the, the cumulative me, I guess, you know, like all of my life experiences and everything that I'm interested in and everything I have to offer and, and really throw it into something like this and to be able to help other people. And uh, yeah, that's me in a nutshell, I'd say. <laughs> Well, and I love it. And it's been beautiful to watch because she has been so smooth with this. Let me tell you how smooth Winter Wheeler moves. She moves so smooth that when I met her, you would have never guessed that she had just gotten into mediation. You would have thought that had been her whole career. She was just that smooth with it. So to me, she's also an inspiration of how you can do a pivot. And that pivot just looks so smooth. And I, one of the things, and this is this is my reflection on, on you, not necessarily something you've told me. So you can tell me if I just got it wrong. Is, <laughs> okay. is that part of the reason I feel like that transition felt smooth on the outside? Because being an entrepreneur, I know that the way things look on the outside isn't always how things work on the inside, that there were lots of nuts and bolts and all kinds of things, processes, getting clients, all that stuff you had to work out. But part of the reason I think it moved on the outside so smoothly and why it's grown so well and, and, and why you just look up and you just see all on LinkedIn is Winter Wheeler, Winter Wheeler, Winter Wheeler is because you found a way to take your skills and move them into something that felt very purpose-driven and felt very aligned with, with who you are. And I, I really feel like that has helped amplify the wonderful work that you were already doing. That's my personal interpretation. Yeah, I think you're right about that. It's mediation is something that I had wanted to get into for my entire career, frankly. So I had been working toward it and building and was kind of just waiting for the time to go and do it. Right. And it, it is goodness. It feeds my soul. I am so passionate about it. I eat, sleep, breathe mediation. And I don't think there are many people in the world who can <laughs> say something like that and need it. Um, but when I tell you that it brightens every single one of my days, it, it really does. And I love that that comes across so readily because you can tell when somebody's like faking their way through it. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And I, I love that it looked smooth on the outside because for real, it wasn't. <laughs> and that's, that's why I gave not... that disclaimer because I know it's it's very rare that someone starts another portion of their career and starts a new business and it really is that smooth. <laughs> it's yeah, a lot of work. Not. <laughs> it is so yeah, much massive, work. Massive amounts of work. And, you know, I did... I was very blessed. I did start doing well, like right away, but I was nowhere near where I wanted to be. Certainly not. Um, I'm just about there now, <laughs> but um, yeah, the beginning was rough and it was a ton of work and, you know, people um, would see everything on LinkedIn, see all of the things that I was doing, but, you know, I would spend about four to five hours a day on LinkedIn trying to make all of that mm -hmm. happen. And that's why people see me so often is because I put so much work into it on the front end. And, you know, every time I was 
um, hosting a webinar or on a panel for a webinar, I would spend a lot of time preparing for that, you know, considering I would consider each one almost um, its own audition. You know, people want to hire you because they like you. And what's the best way to meet a lot of people? Make yourself a public figure, essentially. And that Mm -hmm. way people can see you. Um, And doing things like webinars and podcasts, they get to hear you. And they get to um, get a a taste of your personality and see what you're at your actual flavor is like, and really start to feel like they know you. And then once they do that, they're ready to hire you. Yeah. You know? And do you all hear out there? You gotta do the work. Yeah. It's not, it's not going to land in your lap. You have to do the work because I think that's something people get caught up on is between all of this stuff with the gig economy and and seeing all this stuff on the interwebs, and I won't lie, there are times I look and I'm like, this person has a hundred thousand views on a reel for dancing. You still got to do the work. <laughs> got to do the work, right? We're, we're not going right. to talk about my recent issues with reels and TikToks and how I believe whoever built the algorithm did a deal with the devil. Because I'm like, there's no reason this should suck you in like this. There's. I have to basically tell myself you can only look at two minutes of reels because otherwise <laughs> I see one more you can dog sit there video. forever and watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sit there for hours. So you all are getting a taste of knowing my guests. Before we get to the rest of the content, I'm going to ask her a few this or that questions. So you get to just peek behind the curtain and let to get to know her just a little bit more. Are you ready? You ready, Winter? I, I, yeah. <laughs> and they're not hard. The good thing is, is I tell you the same thing I tell my patients. There is no right or wrong answer. That's good. Take the pressure (laughs) off. You ready? Maybe this will help me plan how we're going to actually see each other. So the first one is steak or sushi? Sushi. Okay. I love sushi. Yay. What's your favorite sushi restaurant in Atlanta? Uh, Sushi Hayakawa. I've only been there once, but it was yummy. Oh my god, amazing! It was as, as the we guy kind of looked at me and was like, "No, you don't need to eat that." Like he was so snotty, but in a pleasant way. Like, no, what? you aren't at this level. <laughs> and I ate it. It was good, but it was so funny. All right, <laughs> the next one is ice cream or cake. Neither. Okay, that's fair. See, that's the thing. There is no right or wrong answer iPhone We're or not big Android. into sweets. It's oh, okay. iPhone. Apple products you, all day long. You don't have long. to be big into sweets. That's kind of a blessing. I I have to keep myself from feeling like pancakes are crack. <laughs> <laughs> pancakes are my gateway food. See, listeners, you're getting a free. <laughs> oh, my God. If I eat pancakes, I'll eat everything. I love pancakes. All right. (laughs) Tea or coffee? Tea. I do not drink coffee. Me neither. Coffee is terrible. We lie to ourselves and say it tastes good. It's it's awful. (laughs) It is awful. It is awful. And I love it. I do not. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's something practical like that for sure, but um, I can't drink it. <laughs> I used to. I used to drink it. I, I never liked it. 
but being a full-time working mother, um, coffee was a necessity for a good long while. <laughs> but then I realized I was drinking about 64 ounces of coffee every morning. Oh, you sound like it my daddy. Insane. Insane. My, my dad is bad. I'm like, dude, you live alone. Why are you drinking that many pots of coffee before 12? <laughs> so we, we tried to get him to green tea and he went to green tea and then it was like slowly the coffee came back. I'm like, it's like I need I need you not to have kidney stones. How about that? Let's let's see what we can do. All right, we, we need to do we gotta we gotta find a way to do better, Dad. My husband drinks coffee like that. <laughs> I, I'm like, sir, I need you to something else. I don't know why he's tired though. So <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. Ooh, so that <laughs> so is you don't perfect, need all that coffee. That, that is the perfect transition. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, this is a great conversation. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back with more conversation from my amazing guest and yours truly on Better with Dr. Erica. It's time for the better tip of the week. I often do guided meditations on Peloton. Shout out to my faves, Ross, Chelsea, and Aditi. At the beginning, they say you can close your eyes if that is comfortable to you. The fact that I can close my eyes and still feel safe is a privilege. There are many that have experienced that feeling that closing their eyes is a trigger and that horrific movies play or fear takes over at those times. If you can close your eyes in simple times like meditation, take a moment to be grateful for the feeling of safety and security. If you can't close your eyes, I'm sending positive and healing energy to you. If you are not in treatment, I urge you to consider seeing a mental health professional like myself to work on your trauma to restore your ability to feel safe. You can even visit www.askdrgoodwin.com to see if you would like to work with me. Now back to the show. Better with Dr. Erica. All right. So one thing we already started talking about is how things have shifted so much for you over the pandemic. How did you personally experience the pandemic? What did it feel like? What did it bring up? I'm just curious. Plus, I, I know you always had this really, really cool spin on the pandemic, so... <laughs> Did I? Do I? I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the pandemic was great for me. Pre I mean, I guess present tense. We're not out of it. Um, but, you know, at first it was awful. Um, I started my mediation business in November of 2019. So, mm. you know, right before everything went south, I'll say. Um, <laughs> so that was stressful to say the least. You know, my strategy originally for getting clients was extremely high touch. You know, I was out mm -hmm. meeting people. I was, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner with people, um, going to happy hours, going to parties. And suddenly all of that was gone. And so I was just in this space where, oh my God, what am what am I gonna do? Like I I quit my job. Um, right. Definitely don't want a job. <laughs> I, need, I need this to work. <laughs> I need this to work. Um, so I, I, I let myself 
you know, wallow in the self-pity for, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks. And then I said, all right, girl, what are you going to do? How, mm-hmm. how do you do this? And I just threw myself into absolutely everything I could to get in front of as many people as possible. And, you know, I found that to be extremely rewarding. I'm service oriented, you know, and I was able to volunteer a lot of my time. I was able to, you know, give talks on things that were really important to me, bring up issues that that were affecting people that they don't typically want to talk about. Like you and I did that whole series on mm-hmm. motherhood during the pandemic. And I can't even tell you how many women reached out to me after those shows just to say, thank you for even mentioning it because I didn't feel like I could tell anybody how bad it was, you know? So that was that in itself was fantastic, just knowing that I'd helped people. But then it turned into people wanting to pay me to speak, which is not what I had gotten into that hey, for, hey, but hey. I'll, I'll take the money. And then it turned into the podcast and it turned into, you know, advertising dollars and LinkedIn becoming an extra income stream and things just exploded things just exploded and in my my calendars always booked with mediations and I have more work than I can actually do which is wonderful it's absolutely wonderful uh, and I the speaking engagements keep coming so it's just it's been great and it took me a long time to be able to say that the pandemic was was is good for me because so many people have suffered. Yeah, uh, I've I've been very blessed. I haven't lost anyone that was very close to me due yeah. to COVID. And, you know, my family has stayed relatively healthy. We've been able to take care of all of our bills. We've moved on as, you know, as we needed to. We just adapted. So we were very, very blessed. But then I had to remind myself of something I tell other people all the time. And it's, you know, what is happening in your life is what's happening in your life. You get to right. feel whatever it is that you're feeling without feeling guilty that somebody else might be feeling another way. Right. And I also learned through sharing about my life and all of the positive and the negative, frankly, that people are just encouraged by other people's success. You know, of course, there's always a hater out there somewhere, but most people are very encouraged and inspired and uplifted when they see someone else doing well. And so whatever is happening in their own life, they're able to say, you know what, but there's there's more out there. It'll change. It'll turn around. And I had and I didn't even. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about that before. But when I finally did stop and think about it, I I knew that was true for me. Like, I want to go online and see happy people and see their kids and see their pets. And, you know, did you just buy a new car? Like, what are, what are you doing? Like, so I had to put that back into perspective and stop feeling badly about it. Don't go too far. We'll be back in a few moments with my amazing guest. Better with Dr. Erica. 
Let me introduce you to Better Nation. Better Nation is the community of people that follow the Better with Dr. Erica podcast that are like you and want to be better, do better, and live better. By becoming a member of Better Nation, you also get to receive member-only bonus content to put you officially in the inner circle. Show notes with timestamps so you don't have to search for your favorite moments and some bonus free coaching tools. So visit joinbetternation.com. That's joinbetternation.com to become a VIP and be a part of Better Nation. Back to the show. Better with Dr. Erica. In the midst of all this, because we've talked about how you've had a lot of things going on at one time, including being being a mom and a wife. Has there been anything special or what are some strategies that you have done to manage your schedule or the schedule of your family or the structure of the day to allow you to be able to be present for your business, your children, your husband, yourself, and the other people in the community you serve? Oh my, I have no real advice. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how I keep making it happen. At the end of every day, I'm just exhausted and and like, how did you do all of that? Uh Um, You know, this morning I was talking to my therapist and she said, you haven't been working out like you used to. I was like, I don't have time. I just don't know where to put it in in the day. And so I, she said, well, that can't be true. You've got to be able to get it back in your schedule. And I said, well, some things have changed and I have, you know, more responsibilities with the family. And so I walked her through my schedule and I I work on razor thin margins here, like minute to minute. You know, if I'm supposed to be somewhere at 10, I'm there at 10. (laughs) I'm not there at 9.55. I'm there at 10. Uh, I come screeching in and and that's what it is. But I think the only piece of advice I have is to give yourself grace when things don't work. Right. If you can't get something done, you'll try again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. You know, I would feel badly about all the things that I couldn't get done or can't get done. Like my closet is a mess right now. Has been for a very long time, and I just can't get to it. It's yeah. not top priority, and instead of feeling badly about it, you know, I just I sat back and I reminded myself I make my decisions and prioritize things with the information I have at the time. Right. So I might plan to clean the closet tomorrow morning, but. Like last week, I had planned to clean the closet, and then I needed to take my kid to the hospital because he needed stitches. So there went that. You know, we just have to adapt and move on. And instead of increasing my day by a couple of extra hours to stay up later and start working on the closet, I just said I didn't get to it. I have to. I have to mom first. And and also, can we circle I'm back? Glad, How's your I got little kiddo else. that got the stitches? How's the stitches doing? Oh, What's he doing? he's 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 doing well. Um, I have to check on him today, but I'm pretty sure they've dissolved at this point. Um, but he's he's feeling pretty good. Thank you for asking. 
okay. he got into a lot of Good. trouble for and and what people out there I want to cause that but <laughs> <laughs> poor baby so people out there I have a, a few things I want to I want to highlight that winter said so you've heard me on episodes talk about the better seven these seven essential areas of your life that are are just really important to have in balance and in a healthy level to help you have that that better life that you were created for, to be better, do better, and live better, to all, and to also make that space to put yourself back into your life. And she talked about a few of them, and I want to highlight them for a second because sometimes she she drops nuggets. Um, I, I I can't say dropping gems. I that was just too much. The clubhouse. I was like, if I never hear <laughs> dropping gems again, I, I'm good. I, I don't need to. So I'm not going to say it. Is that she she mentioned one thing she mentioned was support. So she actually has a nice husband. <laughs> but also she mentioned her therapist. So she has people around her to provide support and to help. Because one of the things you're you're never gonna really hear from people that are depending on how you define success, but people that typically are in the category of being highly successful or that are extremely happy. Most of these people do not exist on an island with absolutely no help. So I wanted to highlight that. And the other thing she talked about was was self-talk of giving herself permission to feel her own emotions. Also giving herself permission to feel to feel joy and happiness and gratitude in a space where others may also be experiencing loss. And also the positive self-talk of giving herself grace when she's not able to get every every single thing done. And and I just wanted to make sure that we we took a brief moment to pause on that because those things are are really important. And one of the ways a lot of people have been managing some of the ex, extra demands on capacity because there have been for a lot of you out there that in the pandemic, if we're honest about it, I think when I looked the other day, it was around either seven, it was either 744,000 or 755,000 people in the U.S. have died from COVID. There's a large chunk of those people that were actually in the workforce. Then you take the people that were in the workforce that may not have died from COVID, but had COVID and had significant issues afterwards, which impaired their ability to work. So they're alive, but they might not be breathing well. They may have significant cognitive impairment, or there are people that are having some neuro issues with severe headaches. Then you take the people that were working in the workforce, COVID happened, and they were like working moms, and their mom duties became so high during the pandemic that there was no way they could do all the mom stuff and do the work stuff at the same time. Those people come out of the workforce. Then you have the people that were in the workforce, the pandemic happened, and they realized they just weren't happy with what they're doing and decided they weren't going to do their job anymore. You add all of that up, a decreased workforce, a lot of people's work actually increased. So there are people that they were working, but their work demand significantly increased in the setting of a pandemic and racial injustice and all these things that have happened that are pretty traumatic and have been also reactivating people's trauma. So you have this huge area where there's all of this capacity that people no longer actually have. 
And that's why it's important to start looking at these different ways that you're really just trying to make space to give yourself some capacity back because there's always a million things to do. And it's one of the reasons why structure is also one of the better seven because sometimes you have to look at your schedule or your routine or your rituals because sometimes your morning morning rituals can start setting up how your day goes. Evening rituals can help people calm down to be able to be better prepared to sleep. And depending on how you do it, your subconscious is a little bit more suggestible when you're starting to get ready to go to sleep. So it's a great time to do affirmations and visualize and those kinds of things. But then the other is, is part of the reason structure is important. And I think we're all a work in progress with it is that it helps you be able to try to put those things you prioritize and have those actually happen in your day. Cause there's always a million things to do. There's always something to do. There's always going to be things you don't get to. The question is, did you get to the stuff that was important? Were you able to do what you needed to do with your family? Were you able to get the highest priority things for work done? Were you able to do anything for yourself other than brush your teeth and shower? And I'm for happy a lot when of happen. Yes. And <laughs> and part of the reason structure is important is not just to get things done. It's so that there's space to put you in your life. So there's space for you because it's so easy. And this is, it's for everyone, but especially for women, is that you're showing up for all these different people and all these different things. And by the time you get through showing up for work, showing up for your family, showing up for your friends, showing up for your community, possibly showing up for your church, a lot of us are older, showing up for ailing parents, is that there's not space for you to do anything for yourself. So part of the reason of of working some of these systems of being proactive is so that even if that space, it's hard to carve out hours is that if you can even carve out 15 to 30 minutes, that is you, not, I I sat down for a few minutes, but I was watching Paw Patrol or or something on Nickelodeon because that's what my kid wanted to watch when I decided to sit down. Or, yeah, I, I went outside, but I had to take the dogs and the dogs don't half listen and I'm running behind the dogs scooping up poop and that's not what I felt like doing (laughs) because sometimes people think like that was me taking a walk is only me time if it's a walk you want to take and it's not compiled it's not like a whole bunch of stuff on it that has nothing to do with you actually taking a walk for yourself so I just right it's just a chore yeah it's a chore and and that's what happens a lot of times is these People end up looking at chores and chores aren't, that's not time for you. And everyone decides, everyone deserves some time for themselves. Listen, this is my second therapy session of the day and I'm (laughs) loving it. (laughs) What happened was, what happened was, but it's it's true and and that's why I just want to take a moment. Because my next question for you is, I know you mentioned that, you know, especially in that period where you were in that huge growth period, but it's still happening now of when you're 
showing up in all these spaces when you have either webinars or programs or speaking gigs or you're working on a book or you're talking to clients or you're working with organizations. How do you find the energy? What do you do so that you have enough energy to make it through and do those things, but you still have some energy for yourself and your family? Sheer will and determination. That's it. I have an unusual amount of willpower. Mm -hmm. I'm very goal-oriented. Failure is never an option. I'm very type A. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Very type A. And when I envision my life and my career, I'm determined to make those things happen. Okay. So it is just will and passion that make it happen. I am exhausted all the time. Okay. All the time. Um, I don't get enough sleep. (laughs) I never, ever get enough sleep. And which I understand is not healthy. Like I'm (laughs) I'm not advocating for, for skipping out on your sleep, but it is just a compulsion for me. It's just sheer determination, will, and passion that propels me forward every day. So no matter how tired I am, I know there are things that I need to do to get to the next level. I know that. I know that if I keep working, if I keep at this pace, Things are going to get bigger. Things are going to build. I'll be able to do more for my children. Mm-hmm. And I want, you know, better for my kids than I had. And I, listen, I'm not complaining. I had it really well. So, yeah. <laughs> so I had a good life. But, you know, I just want to make sure that I'm providing for my kids and that I can do that, you know, get them through college, get them through grad school. What Those are the things that keep me moving is those little four faces that rely on me. It just keeps me going. So a lot of it is just the, you know, goodness, the personal satisfaction of saying that I'm doing these things. I love that. I love it. I love adding stuff to the resume. I'm a complete nerd in that (laughs) regard. (laughs) And, and so there's definitely that I do a lot of it for myself. Yeah. Just just for myself because I'm I'm a career woman. And then the rest of it is just because I want to take care of my family and I want to set a good example for the children. I don't want them to feel like the things that they have come out of nowhere. And as cliche as it is, money does not grow on trees. Mommy works, daddy works, and they see us work all the time. So I know they know that they need to work hard. Yeah. I wish money I did grow it. on trees and I had a money tree in my backyard. Listen, I'd be at your house all the time. <laughs> I'm, not, 
I, I know. And and one thing I want to bring out in what you said is that number one is is realizing that we're all a work in progress, that we don't necessarily have to be perfect. We can continue to have the space to just attempt to do it better. <laughs> so the expectation that you be perfect right now it's not realistic for anybody. Is you're going to continue to grow. You'll continue to learn how to do things. It's not even always better. Sometimes it's differently. Um, yes. And you'll all learn how to take even better care of yourself. But it's a it's a work in progress. So one of the things I want to tell all my wonderful listeners of Better Nation out there is to continue to look for, and one of the ways is my podcast, but look for these ways to make space for yourself in your life. And you may not get it right perfectly because, you know, you heard Winter talking about she's done everything and she was exhausted. You've even heard me talk on this podcast about being exhausted. Is sometimes it takes a little help and creativity to start finding out how to have enough space for you which allows you to replenish your own energy and not constantly be pouring, pouring and pouring until you're pouring from an empty cup. And, and sometimes for some of you, this podcast and a little, a little time on the interwebs will be enough. Some of you may need some coaches. Some of you may benefit from some therapists. And Winter talked about her. I love mine. I'm a real big fan of it. And it's not just because that's one of the services I provide. It's just right now, everyone is struggling. So sometimes the people that you would have usually kind of talked to about what's going on is when everyone's on the struggle bus, there are going to be a lot of people you would typically depend on for support that may not have space for your emotions or what you're dealing with. The great thing about having a therapist is they are paid to hold space for you and paid to create a safe space for you. And sometimes I think people think you have to be super depressed and crying all the time or want to kill yourself or be so anxious you can't leave the house. You don't have to be in crisis to see a mental health professional. And, and sometimes the great thing about them is they can help you see in these blind spots and corners of ways that you can actually restructure things either your thoughts or your activities to help give yourself energy so you're not as exhausted. Because I know the two of us are not the only people that have been experiencing exhaustion. For sure. (laughs) Yeah, I I know we don't necessarily hold the... (laughs) No monopoly Hold the keys to all of the the exhaustion on the planet, you know. And and I... It's interesting, you know, we're talking about being creative and restructuring. So today, you know, and my my therapist mentioned that, you know, I don't work out like I used to. And she said, well, how can you get that back in the schedule? And I was just like, you know, telling her basically I couldn't. And she was like, that's just not true. How you how are you going to do it? And while walking through that with her. I realized if I move my gym equipment into literally into my dining room that mm-hmm. faces the front yard, I can watch the kids, open the windows, communicate with them, and exercise. 
There you go. I think our, our therapists all had conversations because mine is like, uh, you need to work out. <laughs> started talking about ways to try to fit it back in because I'm like, oh, yeah, I know I feel better. And it also made me think of, remember that stuff with Whoopi Goldberg the other week. And it's like, nobody needs anybody to tell them they have gotten, gotten like gained weight or bigger. Nobody no, needs that. We all know. <laughs> we see ourselves in the mirror. We know how our clothes fit. We know the elastic just feels a little too tight. No, no, we don't need folks to tell us, but you know, sometimes it's helpful to figure out how to creatively problem solve in a supportive environment. We may have to do a show on how to support people through that. That may be something to, <laughs> something to Waking, do. Waking, listen, somebody tell me. <laughs> well, I, I think that's one of the other issues is there are things that there are times where we could use some help, but you need help that feels good. And that there are certain areas of our life that sometimes people are trying to help, but they're not supporting you in a way that feels supportive or that feels healthy or feels good. So. Yeah. 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 I would have to say that there are some people in my life that like, they may come to me for support, but they get a lot of tough love and I don't hear from them <laughs> when they know that's not what they need. <laughs> You know who to call when you need when you need some in some specific. Don't call me if you need the warm and fuzzies. It's not it's not the right person to call. That's not gonna feel good to you. That is hilarious. So um, so listen, this conversation is nothing without you. So stay right there, and we will be right back after a message from our sponsors. Better with Doctor Erica. Welcome to Goodwin Medical Associates, where we provide customized, caring telepsychiatry that is delivered with compassion by a Harvard-trained, double-board-certified psychiatrist. Don't you know that everyone, including you, deserves great mental health? Visit www.goodwintelepsych.com for more information and to book your free consultation. Better with Dr. Erica. It's about time for the speed round. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. First question. <laughs> what is one of your favorite songs? Milf Money. <laughs> Who is this guy? I don't know if I'm familiar with Milf Money. Girl, what? Download it immediately. I love it. <laughs> I, I, will, I will check that out. The next thing is, what is one free thing that you do for self-care? Breathe. Okay. <laughs> I that mean, is reasonable. And I, I, say, I say that like it's a joke, but I, I actually recently got my kids these little toys. They're called Umi or Omi, something like that. And it's mm. a stuffed animal. He's a little elephant. And you squeeze his little paw and there's like a happy face on one paw and a sad face on the other. So however they're feeling, that's the paw you squeeze. Okay. And it teaches them to stop, breathe, and reset. And then he does breathing exercises with them. That is adorable. I'm in love with this thing. And then it also just plays like music that they can meditate to. So my three-year-old, you know, cat boy who's running around right now. When he gets upset or he sees that I'm upset or somebody's upset, he says, 
stop, breathe, <gasps> and reset. Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. I love it. Again, it. mommy. <laughs> it's so cute. So, yes, I literally, like, like I said, very little time. So I sit and I do, like, my breathing exercises, and that helps. It's free. The little toy wasn't free, but hey. Oh yeah, no. I I love it. I, I'm 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 down. I'm down. The next is what's something about you that most people don't know, but well, doesn't have to come from your now. skeleton closet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just how obsessive I am with my work. I don't think people can tell that. Mm-hmm when they're interacting with me. But yeah, I'm I'm a bit of a nut when it, <laughs> when it comes to how much I work. I work all the time. All the time. <laughs> the next one is what's something that helped you get through the pandemic? Ooh, okay. I'm not going to say what first came to mind. Um, <laughs> This is Rating G, right? (laughs) Wine was a close second. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nothing healthy. Um, Really, it was spending time with my kids. That's really what did it. So it was so refreshing because, you know, before, you know, when the world was open, I was always out in the world and only seeing my kids in the early morning and then late at night, if, if then, right. Cause sometimes oh, okay. I'd come home and they would already be in bed. And so just being able to spend 24 seven with them was really amazing. It was a lot of work and I was very tired, but <laughs> I was like, Oh, I love these little things. Aww. I love them. <laughs> and they are, they are adorable. Her kids are so cute. Thank you. It's true. And the last one. I I hope so. Uh, The last question is, what would you like to be remembered for? I want to be remembered as someone who was always willing to help someone else. Oh, I love it. Always willing to reach out and lend a hand and be supportive and give someone that hug that they need or that shoulder or that ear, whatever it is, just making sure people know that they're not alone and that they're supported. Okay. I love that. I'm down with that. So it's been wonderful having you here today. Can you leave the audience with some final thoughts or takeaways? Get a therapist. (laughs) No. Um, Seriously, get a therapist. I mean that without any hint of sarcasm, it has changed my life. I know you mentioned you don't have to be in crisis. Frankly, it's best if you're not in crisis when you get started. There's a whole lot of buildup and relationship building with the therapist. If you don't trust the therapist, you're not going to tell them anything. So... Preach. I have been right. I have been seeing my therapist now for two years, and she is 
a lifeline. So whenever I do feel like I'm about to have a panic attack or get into crisis mode, I have someone I can turn to already. I don't have to go out and figure out who can help me. I already have that set up. So that's been that's been phenomenal. It's like a, a safety net, essentially. Let the record state I did not coach her on her answer. <laughs> Let the record there's state reason, it. There's a reason we're friends. I mean. <laughs> but, you know, I think it's it's the secret superpower. It's the secret superpower. And what you'll start finding out is when you start having conversations, you'll start realizing more people have therapists than you ever knew. But mm-hmm. I do think it's so critical, especially now when there are going to be only so many people that are going to be able to hold space for you. And and that's just real talk right now that there are yeah. more people coming to see mental health professionals than ever before. Myself and my colleagues are seeing people show up that have never been in treatment before or have been in treatment 10, 15 years ago that just the current conditions of this country are just pulling people. So I'm a big fan of that. Big fan. Big fan. Patting my patting myself on the back right now. Um I'm I'm raising the <laughs> roof for you. I'm, I'm going old school. Old school. Old school. Oh God, don't 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 date us like that. <laughs> one of one of my coaches that's the thing. Raise the roof and we're all like uh, yeah, okay. No, no. We'll raise, we'll raise the roof. You have a flat top. <laughs> no, he does not. Um, but I have a feeling <laughs> some point in time he did have one. <laughs> and probably was dancing around every little step I take. You will, you be, will be there. there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, y'all. Next I, I time I'm on the show, you'll you'll be singing Milf Money. Oh gosh, I think what happened is I saw on on Facebook some article saying that Bobby Brown was doing so many drugs when he was recording that album that at one point Jimmy Jam and, and Terry Lewis had to leave the studio, and they're like, "Well, we're about to have to leave." And Ralph Tresvant was there, and Ralph Tresvant had to actually do part of it. So somewhere hidden in there is some Ralph Tresvant singing in every little step. No. See? That's why I got to stay off social media. I just uh, yeah, Yes, clearly. <laughs> you learn all the fun facts. So beyond the fact that apparently we all need to listen to MILF money, where can the people find you? You can find me at my website, winterwheeler.com. My podcast, The Mediate Now, also has a website, themediatenow.com. And LinkedIn. LinkedIn's my drug of choice. <laughs> and Binder, as I said before, when, when you get through listening, look for The Mediate Now and go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. You don't have to be a mediator to actually enjoy it. It gives so many life lessons and so many great conversations that I want to encourage you to check it out. It's one of the podcasts I listen to, and I don't listen to everybody's podcast. <laughs> Just being honest. Thank you. <laughs> Just saying. So um, if I had to say my final words beyond the fact is that 
I am so honored that Winter took time out of her hugely busy schedule to hang out with me and to hang out with y'all. I also have to say thank you to all of you people in Better Nation that have decided to tune into this podcast because we know there are a zillion podcasts out there, a zillion things you could be doing. And the fact that you chose to spend your time with me and my wonderful guests and you trust us enough to be in your ears really means something. So, so thank you. My next fall, I guess my, my takeaway, we already kind of talked about the importance of the importance of therapy. There's, and, and I want to actually take, we're actually going to, let's do this takeaway. We're going to talk about therapy for a second. I know a lot of people are afraid to see someone because they don't know if they can trust someone. So I want to just have a quick moment about what safety means in the context of therapy. That's going to be my final thought today. And part of it is the fact that there's a level of privacy that we are mandated by law to have. The law says we can't go telling your business. So that's part of the ways we create a safe space is the fact that legally I can't tell your business. But the next is naturally the relationship will also help create some safety. Now, if you find yourself seeing someone and you feel like you can't be honest or you don't feel like it's a safe space, before you up and leave, it's worth saying something to your therapist and exploring that to determine whether it's there's something with you new and your experiences that is holding you back from feeling comfortable of being fully open and honest with your therapist or if what's keeping you from being open and honest is you just don't feel like it's a safe space. And the reason I want to say that is sometimes everyone, you come into therapy with your own experiences and everything that has happened before, and especially because most people don't know what to expect. So it's always important that if you start feeling like something is getting in the way, that you have those conversations because there are times where it doesn't matter who you talk to, you may not feel comfortable being open and honest with them because of some experience you've had before. And it actually has nothing to do with the person that's either sitting across the room from you or on the other side of the screen. Then there are times where the reason you don't feel comfortable being open and honest is you don't feel like the safe is, the space is safe or that you just don't feel like you have a good connection with your therapist. So I just want to encourage people that if you start feeling like you can't be open or you have questions of whether it's safe, to have a conversation with your therapist and explore it so that you can figure out if it's a situation with the relationship itself or the dyad, or if it's something you need to work through with the help of a professional. So that's my big takeaway is that it's supposed to be a safe space and then we have to explore why it doesn't feel safe. And sometimes sometimes it's going to be nobody would have felt safe and sometimes it may be that the person's not the right fit because finding a therapist, um, a friend of mine, she uses the analogy of like buying shoes. I like to use the analogy of dating. That there can be lots of attractive people out there, but they aren't all for you that finding a therapist, sometimes it's about finding the right match. And just because someone else might not be the one for you, like that one might not be your jam, doesn't mean therapy's not for you. It just may mean that you just need someone else that's a bit of a better fit. 
So that's my final thoughts for you today because it's always great to have some assistance to help you be better, do better, and live better because you deserve it. And there's no reason for you to have to do all of this on your own. There are people that are specifically trained to assist you. So it's kind of like there are times where sometimes people want to look at YouTube and the internet and you could just call a plumber and be done. This is one of those things that, you know, do you, sometimes, and I love Brene Brown and I love me some Oprah, but sometimes Super Soul Sunday and, and Dare to Lead and Unlocking Us just ain't going to do it. And I love it. I, I, I listen to all of Brene Brown's podcasts. I will say it. I do. Um, I'm not paid to say that either. Um, but sometimes you just need a little extra bonus. So. so thanks again for having me. Thanks again for your quality time. Thanks again, Winter, for all of your wisdom and your transparency. Thanks for all the kiddos for giving you the space to do this and be here for us. I, I appreciate that too. To all of you out there listening, I got a couple of things for you before you head out and go on about your day or click on the next podcast or you click on so that you can actually subscribe to Winter's podcast, The Mediate Now. Let me tell you what I need you to do. If you are listening, but you have not officially subscribed or followed to this podcast, you know this podcast adds value. Go ahead and click that subscribe or follow button. Reason why is then you're going to get notified when every new episode comes up. And I have some really good stuff coming up for you for season two. So I don't want you to miss a thing. The next thing is one thing that helps me bring good content to you, better guests and more information is can you please drop a rating? I'm going to do just like the Uber drivers. Can you give me five stars, please? I really would appreciate it. Um, warn you, it's not on every platform. If you don't see it, it's okay. But I know it's definitely on the Apple podcast and the audible. The next thing is if you're on one of those, can you drop a review? That would be even stellar. It's just a great way for me. Number one, to be able to tell what you need. Number two, it also helps me bring more content to you. So if you could do that for me, I would really appreciate it. The last thing, because I know I'm giving you a little bit of homework. It's all easy homework. It's all easy homework. If you enjoyed listening to this and you want a little extra content or you're someone that you want more than just an episode description, I do have some enhanced show notes. They are excellent. And they are given specifically to the members of my official Better Nation. So with that, you'll get these enhanced show notes. You'll get access to some bonuses. You'll also get some access to some coaching content. All you need to do is go to joinbetternation.com, joinbetternation.com. You'll get all that access for free. So I want to encourage you to do that. You know, new episodes drop on Tuesdays. So you know where you want to be on a Tuesday, but if it's not a Tuesday, I don't mind. You can listen to me any day of the week. If you finish this episode and you just want more, you can always binge watch or binge listen. I guess it's binge listening because you are listening. And thanks again. I want to give you one big round of applause for showing up for yourself, doing something for yourself and choosing yourself. So thanks for tuning in here so I can help you be better, do better and live better by putting you back into your life. I will see you next time. And until next time, have a better day. Find me on social media at Dr. Erica, D-O-C-T-O-R-E-R-I-C-K-A on all social media and online at betterthepodcast.com. That's betterthepodcast.com. If you like what you heard, tap on that subscribe or follow button, then click share and click rate and review. Now don't panic if you don't see rate and review. Sometimes it mainly shows up on Apple Podcasts and Audible, but I appreciate hearing your feedback. Check back weekly 
for new episodes. They drop on Tuesday mornings. Until next time, be better, do better, live better. Better with Dr. Erica.